Dear Lord, uh, thank you for this evening uh, and that we have the privilege in this great nation, as Pastor Mike said earlier, to, to worship you and open your word, God. Please uh, give, give people here ears to listen and please give me the words that you would want me to say tonight. And it's in your name I pray these things. Amen. So most of you um, have probably heard the phrase before, in this world there are two types of people. Sometimes people fill in those blanks with humorous things such as there are two types of people in this world. People who like Taylor Swift and those who are deaf. Or you can do more serious things like there are two types of people in this world. There are givers and there are takers. Biblically there's this idea of two types of people as well. Um, and our text will look at that, and that will be clear. There are those who are known and being sustained by God, and who are along the way of the righteous towards eternal life. And there are those who reject God and are on the way of the wicked, leaning towards eternal destruction. So if you have your Bible this evening, please open to Psalm 1. It should be on page uh, 448 of the Pew Bibles in front of you. Um, tonight we'll be focusing on Psalm 1-6, which is the last verse in the passage, but I'm going to read through the whole thing. So to start in verse 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. And this is verse 6. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked perish. Just on a surface reading, you can tell there's this two paths idea. One is the way of the righteous, which God knows, and the other is the way of the wicked, which will perish. Tonight I want to keep the two ideas of these two separate and diverging ways while focusing on God's sovereign hand in these ways. The main idea I'll be using for tonight's message is this. God, in His sovereign goodness, made and sustains a way for the saints and secures the demise of sinners and sin. To support this idea, I want you to consider three points. First, God sustains the way of the righteous. Second, God is sovereign over sinners and sin. And third, Jesus is the only way to salvation. After I go through these three points, we'll consider a few applications. So first, God sustains the way of the righteous. The beginning of verse 6 says, For the Lord knows the way of the righteous. The word know in here in this passage could be more literally translated from the Hebrew as knowing. So the Lord is knowing the way of the righteous. In the preacher's commentary, um, written by Pastor Donald Williams, he writes, The assurance of the righteous is that the Lord knows their way. The verb yada, which is the verb know in our English translation, to know, to have, intimate relationship with. Here the psalm, psalmist uses a verb 
form that indicates that the Lord keeps on knowing the way of the righteous. His eye is upon them, His ear is open to them, and in Christ, His Spirit abides in them forever. End quote. God is not absent from the way of the righteous with only a working knowledge, but rather fully sustains that way in His sovereign goodness. I say that God sustains the way of the righteous because if you look at the previous verses in this chapter, you will notice that the mark of the blessed man or the righteous man is that his roots are firmly planted in the Word of God and he is being nourished and sustained by it. This is opposite of the way of the wicked, which does not get any nourishment and therefore perishes. The rich nutrients of life that lead down the way of the righteous come from being connected to the the tree, which is God. This analogy of being connected to their sustaining source um, and then flourishing, this plant analogy, is found in other places in the Bible. In Matthew 3, John the Baptist warns the Pharisees to bear fruit in keeping with repentance. And every tree that does not bear fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. In Matthew 7, 17, Jesus says, Every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. Then in John 15, 4, the point is made very clear when Jesus says, As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. In these examples, there is no room for flourishing if a person is not connected to the sustaining power of God. We will wither and die if we are not abiding in God and in His power. As Christians, we all know this. We have heard verses like Psalm 14.3 where David says, There is none who does good, no, not even one. Or Romans 3.23 in the New Testament where Paul says, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yet I think we forget sometimes that if God Himself did not use His sovereign power to save us or sustain us along the way, there would not be one righteous person. If God had not involved Himself in our affairs, we would still be on the path of the wicked, running headlong for destruction. Praise God that in His sovereign kindness, He chooses to make a way and sustain a way into eternity for those who follow Him. However, this beautiful promise of God that He is leading us along this righteous way stands in stark contrast to the second half of verse 6, which says, but the way of the wicked will perish. This leads into the second point. God is sovereign over the destruction of sinners and sin. In his writing about verse 6, the very well-known pastor Charles Spurgeon said, not only shall they, the wicked, perish, but their way shall perish too, end quote. God in His sovereign plan, as is mentioned throughout the Bible, will bring those who do evil to destruction. So the sinners, but He will also bring their practices to destruction. So the sin. What makes God sovereign over this destruction is that one, He has the rightful authority to say what is righteous and wicked. Two, that he has the right to judicially pronounce that the wicked in their way should be destroyed. And three, he has the power to carry out the pronouncement of his judgment. Do not be deceived about this, as the Bible warns throughout. 
One of the most sobering verses, Galatians 6, 7 says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. God is not fooled. For whatever one sows, that he will also reap. If God has a personal and intimate knowledge of the way of the righteous, be assured, he is also fully aware of the vile deeds of the wicked, and he will bring their, de- and he will bring their way to destruction. Again, there is an eternal demise coming for the wicked, and we know that because the one and only sovereign God has said so. In Genesis 1, we read about how God spoke the universe into existence. In Colossians 1.17 says, He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. There's an old Easter tradition um, that some churches do, where on Easter morning the pastor, I'm sure some of you have been to churches where they do this, says, He is risen, and then the congregation will reply, He is risen indeed. Uh, This is a little bit darker, but the refrain could be changed to the way of the wicked will perish, and the response could just as truthfully be back, the way of the wicked will perish indeed. Because as we read in Colossians 1.17, He is before all things, and all things in Him hold together. So if this sovereign God has said the wicked will perish, the wicked will perish. If you're here tonight and you're not a believer in Jesus, I hope this serves as a sobering warning to you and causes you to ponder your own life And hopefully, to then turn to Jesus and believe on Him for eternal life. And to the believer, I hope that knowing that the way of the wicked is perishing um, is an encouragement. One day we'll all make it to our true home for the believers here in the presence of God. And there will be no sin there. It will be absent. The way of the wicked is perishing. Praise God. Um, It talks about this in Revelation 21.4 when it, it, it also talks about some of the other things that are, that are causes of sin, or not causes, but uh, results from sin, and those things are passing away too, such as mourning and crying and death and pain. And to quote the end of the verse, it says, For the former things have passed away. The way of the wicked is perishing. This, that is the future, and I hope all those who are in Christ take um, encouragement from that. I will now jump into my third and final point. Jesus is the only way to salvation. Uh, To be clear, Psalm 6 was written by King David hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus, and it had a direct application in its day. But we have much more revelation now with the New Testament and the full canon of the Word of God. And in John 14, 4-6, Jesus says, "Um, And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ultimately, God is knowing and sustaining the way of the righteous because Jesus is the way of the righteous. And the mark of the people who are on this way of the righteous is that they turn from their unrighteousness Entrusted in Jesus alone. As the Reformer said, and if you look on your bulletin on our church logo, it'll have the words sola Christo, Christ alone. The way of the righteous is marked by Christ, and any other way that is not Him is wicked and will lead to eternal death. Um, This includes multiple different ways, including atheism, Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam, 
paganism, witchcraft, humanism, the prosperity gospel, moralism, Mormonism, and even the strict practices of the Roman Catholic Church that teach your works aid in your own salvation. At one time, we were all on the path of the wicked, bound for hell. But in His sovereign goodness, God made and is sustaining currently a way for us through Jesus, but only for those who repent and believe. The blessing of God in salvation is exclusive. And no matter how offended the world may be by that, the, so- the sovereign God of the universe, as we talked about earlier, has spoken, and therefore what He has said will indeed come to pass. And now for application. In keeping with the idea of these two diverging ways, um, I want you to consider these applications into two parts. One for non-believers and one for believers. And I'll start with non-believers first. For the non-believer who are here today, I urge you to apply the truth of Psalm 1-6 by repenting and getting off the way of the wicked. It is a perishing way. And if you remain on it, you will perish too. Do not be fooled into thinking otherwise. There is only one way to eternal life. And if you are not following that way, and that way being Jesus, you will perish eternally. I implore you, get off the way of the wicked and stop being self-deceived. Turn from your wicked ways, repent and follow Jesus. Believe that He lived a righteous life for you, and that He died on the cross for your sins and was raised um, on the third day for forgiveness of your sins. Just as promised as the waiting destruction is, once you turn and follow Jesus, just as assured as your salvation, He will sustain you to the end. If anyone has questions about this, you can see me after the service, you can see Pastor Mike after the service, or another member of ABC, and we'd be happy to talk to you about that. To believers, I exhort you, be active and bold in sharing the gospel. Do not be silent, but let your friends, family, if you're a parent, especially let your children know, co-workers, acquaintances, and anyone else you might meet, that there are only two ways, and if you're not following Jesus, the way you're on, whatever that is, will perish. It's wicked. You can be assured that those who are on the way of the wicked will be destroyed. Do not let those around you um, be robbed of the opportunity to at least hear this. Not everyone's going to accept that. We already know that. But don't, don't rob people of at least the opportunity to hear that. Because in the end, while the message is sobering, it's very good news for those who are being saved. And while you share this message with non-believers... Remember to encourage your fellow believers, especially within this church family, of the promises of God. That He is near and is close to those who love Him, and that He is actively knowing and sustaining the way of the righteous. At ABC, we should be a church that is active and encouraging one another. The Christian life is difficult, but God has put us in each other's lives so that we can spur one another on to continue in faith. Especially be encouraging one another to abide in Christ. Because when you abide in Christ, Jesus' promise in John 15 is to abide in you. 
and to practice abiding in Christ, pray daily, be active in reading and meditating on the Word of God, and forming your life around what it says. Additionally, preach to yourself the promises of God, um, and I believe Pastor Mike talked about this in the morning service, found in the Bible, including that God is near and will sustain you as you follow Him. One practice that I got in the habit of was repeating a, a psalm to myself, which was Psalm 46.1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Feel free to steal that psalm if you want, repeat it to yourself. You can pick a different verse. Um, but repeat to yourself some promise uh, found in God's Word and encourage yourself throughout the day and encourage other people throughout the day. As a Christian, to the believers here, God is near you and will sustain you into eternity. That is great news. Encourage fellow believers with it, especially here at ABC, and preach those truths to yourself on a daily basis. Um, as you daily follow the way of Jesus. Let's pray together. Dear Lord, um, thank you that you have made a way for the righteous, uh, that you've made a way for those who follow you, that you are active in bringing to faith um, many in our world today, and that you're sustaining that way. Thank you that you're bringing the way of the wicked to an end, and that when we Make it to heaven, God, that we won't, we won't have to have sin around or death or pain or crying or any of that. Lord, please help the non-believers here today um, and in Northern Virginia um, be hearing the gospel from us here at ABC as we seek to spread that message, Lord. Please be with us throughout this week. Please continue to sustain us. Um, help us be encouraging to one another. And help us use your word to encourage ourselves as well. And it's in your name I pray. Amen.